I'm a tornado. I'm looking you. for a soul today. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to start off with Come On Baby and do the twist because, you know, twister. Come on, <laughs> Come on baby, do the twist. twist. Come on, baby. Let's do, do the, the twist. 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 Fun fact uh, Chubby Checker, the inventor baby. of the twist dance, is from South Carolina. There you go. Enjoy that. Oh Born God. and raised in Andrews. Really? Andrews? Andrews, South Carolina, which is not too far from where I live. It's about the only thing Andrews is known for besides drugs. (laughs) Oh, it's the one that has the McDonald's. Georgetown has a (laughs) McDonald's. What? No, remember, like, we drove through uh, Andrews, and you're like, yeah, this is the only thing Andrews has is a McDonald's. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a McDonald's and a food lion. <laughs> and a food lion. <laughs> yeah, because I think we were on our way to Charleston and we were going to stop at, um, along the highway and get some of the Dale Moore hot dogs. Seriously, you guys, if you are on 17 alternate or 41 going through South Carolina and you are in the Georgetown County area, seriously, get a Dale Moore hot dog. The best. Dale oh. Moore hot dogs. Oh, so yeah. good. And honestly, it looks like a piece of shit. Like the place. Oh yeah, it's the place looks falling like apart. Garbage. But like, yeah, it's falling apart. But like, man, best fucking pink hot dogs ever. <laughs> and like, I don't even care for hot dogs with chili. And she had one of those. And now every time I get one, I send her a picture, and she calls me a bitch. It's it's great. It's an abusive That's- relationship. Because that's, that's true friendship. It's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, today we are, uh, you know, speaking of... Um, doing the twist? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're doing Twister today. And I was honestly, like, the whole point of this month is to kind of, like, go back in time to when I was a kid. And I watched these movies And I loved them. Like, I don't know what it was about the mid-90s with tornado movies. No, no, no. Just disaster movies. Yeah, like, like Like, Twister was big. I remember this TV movie called Night of the Twisters that had Devin Siwa in it. And I love that movie. And then they did, like, two movies the same year about volcanoes, and one was, like, a volcano in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, in L.A., and the other one was called Dante's Peak, which was, like, essentially just another big volcano movie. Yeah, mid-90s was a weird time. Well, like, also, this movie made a lot of money, so, oh, that, like, yeah. suddenly everybody was like, holy shit, we need to, like make all these disaster movies and that's what they did yeah and and i loved i loved every single fucking one loved them yeah like disaster movies are those really bad popcorn movies like they're bad but they're so bad they're good like i've never watched a disaster movie that wasn't in some aspect just absolutely stupid but it's so fun to watch. Oh, yeah, like that one, The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, fucking geez. love that movie. We're doing that next year. We're doing a yes! Roland Emmerich month, and it yes! is on our Roland Emmerich month. Roland Emmerich is, like, the king of garbage, okay? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so fucking excited. I'm pumped. I'm fucking pumped. It's got Randy Quaid's brother in it. Oh, Yay. 
<laughs> I know. I'm I'm still not does over it, that fact. Does he play like, his brother in it? No. No, who was it? There uh 2012 somebody basically was playing Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid plays Randy Quaid in Independence Day. Oh, okay. Which is another disaster movie. Which is also a Roland Emmerich movie that we are doing next year. And also uh, one... Anonymous. Uh, no, no, it... We're doing that one, too. No, it, it lost... Uh, Twister lost um, an Oscar to Independence Day. Listen, it was a good year for special effects. So I can't complain. I have, I have many things to say, but <laughs> anyways, let's let's get into it. Tell us them stats. All right, uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of fifty-seven percent critical and fifty-eight percent audience. It is very rare that I find a Rotten Tomatoes score that's on equal tier. This is one of them. Um, it has a budget of it had a budget of ninety-two million dollars. It made two hundred forty-one. million domestically. I think it made almost a half a million dollars worldwide. Um, But I didn't look that up. Half a billion. Yeah, half a billion, excuse me. It it did. Um, So it made $494.5 million. Worldwide, yeah. So, like, it it was a blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Um, It was directed by Jan de Bon who also directed Minority Report, and a personal favorite of mine, Speed. <laughs> which is in our bad movie months next year. Like, yes! I, I was like, I was like, Ashley, how have we not done Speed yet for a bad movie? Because, like, we have to do it. It's, how dare it's, you? Sandra so Bullock good. and Keanu Reeves are a fucking dream couple. Also, Cruise Control, Speed 2 Cruise Control fucking sucks. Fuck that movie. Speed, the original, is the one. He also directed the second one, too. Oh, yeah, well, the second one sucks ass. He also, uh, and I said Minority Report. Uh, It was written, I was very surprised by this. It was written by Michael Crichton, who also worked on ER, and he created The Lost World, and he had worked on Jurassic Park. Oh. Yeah, like, he's the creator of the Jurassic Park lore. Um, and a woman who only ever had one writing credit, Anne-Marie Martin. This is her only writing credit. So. Really? Yep, that's it. Uh, but she she did do a lot of... Uh, she did oh, some she's acting. Canadian. She's Canadian. Oh, eh? Ooh. Um, but she was in the original Prom Night. Nice. Yep. Uh... So, cast. Man, this cast is some top-tier level shit. Um, you got Helen Hunt as Joe. She's been in Mad About You, a TV series. She was in Pay It Forward. Uh, she was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh, yep. Bill Paxton plays Bill. He's been in Aliens, True Lies, Titanic. Rest in peace, Bill. Um... Uh, unfortunately, I think he passed away last year. Uh, uh, yeah, I think... No, yeah, 2017. Yeah, okay, so two years ago. Um, but he's he's known... He has so many, like, credits. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was in the Hatfields and McCoys TV show that was really good, the miniseries. Big Love. Uh, Big Love was another huge HBO hit. Like, the man ha- had a career. 
Um, yeah. And unfortunately, he just uh, passed away for an operation because he was in congenital heart failure, I believe. So yeah, it's a pity. Um, Carrie Ells plays Jonas, uh, Princess Bride, Robin Hood Men in Tights. We've talked about Princess Bride on pod before. Uh, he was also the voice of the the blind hermit dude in Quest for Camelot. Really? Garrett. Was that his name? I oh my remember. god, that was him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Gertz plays Melissa. She was in The Last Boy's 16 Candles. Doesn't really have an acting career now, but she did have, you know, a moment. It's so funny because when I watched Enchanted, it's got, uh, uh, God, the voice of Elsa. I'm, I'm, Adina Menzel. Yeah. Um, when I first saw Enchanted, Adina Menzel looked so much like Jamie Gertz, I thought they were the same person. Really? I had to look it up and I'm like, oh, no, they're different. But, like, they have a very similar facial structure. So. I mean, she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman played Rusty. He was in The Master, Capote. I do believe he won an Oscar. Um, he did he, for Capote. Yeah, he he passed away um, a few years back. Uh, 2014. Yeah, and he, I mean, he had a fantastic career, and this was one of his starts, you know? Well, that's the thing. He, I, I didn't realize it was him, um, but... Holy shit, he was so young in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I always just thought he looked like an old guy. <laughs> like, he looked older and everything, but he looks so young in this. Yeah. Um, and Rusty was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Louise Smith as Aunt Meg. She was in Minority Report. She's recently been in Nice Guys and Lady Bird. Um, oh, and she was also in True Blood. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she played. Uh, she played basically the same character in like True an Blood. <laughs> well, yeah, she plays like uh, I think the main character's like grandmother or something, but like an older motherly figure, right? right. Uh, and th- yeah, basically, I remember like watching her. I'm like, isn't that the chick from Twister? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this one, the, this last person I'm going to mention was a surprise <laughs> because. I watched this movie all the time as a kid. I didn't watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off until I was like 13 or 14. And then I got really into this TV show called Bunheads, which had Sutton Foster in it. And he was in the first episode. And I was like, oh, that's the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, not too long after that, I'd watched Twister. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Alan Ruck. (laughs) Oh, I I had the same reaction this time. And I was like, I didn't know he was in this movie. Yeah, so Alan Ruck plays Rabbit, um, most notably known uh, for being Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's it. But, like, okay, so you got Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Carrie Ells, Philip Seymour Hoffman. All of these people have had, like, amazing careers, uh, you know, as leading people. So that was pretty cool. Uh, now, let's talk about this movie. Movie opens uh, about... 25 years before um and like 25 years in the past yeah and we see that there's a tornado warning going off and so we have a little blonde girl and her parents well yeah because it like starts off and her father is like there and he's like just drinking his coffee or whatever right and he's like huh and it's and then suddenly they're like 
okay, we got to get up. You know, we got to get to the storm uh, shelter. And like, she's like, Mom, I don't know what's going on. Where's Toby? And where's Toby? Because um, this is basically a Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but Toto. Um, but uh, it's like a little, her little dog uh, at first, you know, she's like, where is he? He didn't come. And and of course you're like on the edge of the seat because you're like, oh, hopefully the dog's okay, right? Because if a dog dies in a movie, then fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you're right. Like that's how I I always ask if someone watches a dog movie. I was like, does the dog die? And if the, I will watch it based on what they tell me. Oh yeah, like, if the dog does dies. the dog die? Nope, not watching that. Don't fucking don't even want to watch. I it. made that mistake with Marley and me. I didn't know the dog died. Oh God. Yeah, I honestly get, like, really sad about the animals dying. But, like, if it's a human, like, fuck, don't even care. But, yeah, so the dog's fine, gets into the storm shell uh, cellar, right? But then the, the like, thing, uh, the door's, like, rickety or whatever, right? Uh-huh. They didn't, I guess and the, the dad's f- trying to hold it down. And yeah, this is, which... This is the first time in the movie that you had to say, really... Really, dude? Like, because there's plenty of space between the cellar doors and the back of the cellar. Like, if he'd have went to the back of the cellar where his wife, his daughter, and his fucking dog was, he would have been, been fine. But instead, yeah. he's trying to hold the door, and then the tornado sucks the door and him up into it, and he dies. Yeah, and, like, the mother's crying, and Joe's like, Daddy! And the mother's, like, holding her back, and the dog's like, ruff, ruff, and you're like, That was a dumb way to die. I'm like, sorry, Joe's father. You dumb. Okay, you could have survived if you didn't hold down that fucking rickety door, which you obviously did a shitty job making anyways. Well, to be fair, to be fair, in the original edit, he wasn't supposed to die. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like, but they decided to kill off his character to kind of give Joe more of a motivation to be obsessed with chasing tornadoes. Oh. And I was like, okay, that makes sense, right? Like, because yeah. why would she be so dead ahead of t- chasing twisters? Obviously, she needs a reason. She has a vendetta against this type of storm, so. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense. Um, oh, and this also, this is relevant. That one that killed her father was an F5 tornado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important. Yes. Um, so, now it's fast forward to quote-unquote present day 1996. Because <laughs> 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 it's not yeah. present day now. Uh, no. And we see Bill and Melissa driving along down a road. Oh, well, first there's this thing about how there's this cluster of storms coming in. That's going to be super active and probably result in a lot of tornadoes. And then it switches to Bill and Melissa. Is that actually a thing? What? Like, an outbreak of tornadoes, like, in an area? Like, does that actually happen? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we get, um, if uh, there's a particularly bad band of thunderstorms that have, um, the, uh, like... If there's certain, what's the word I'm looking for? If there's wind in those thunderstorms or they're very high intensity and static, like that's always something that you get now with the weather channels is they're like, uh, yeah, we might be anticipating tornadoes, isolated tornadoes, because it the storm is just so strong and so full of static that it's a possibility. Yeah, so, but this is Oklahoma, which is like 
Tornado Alley. Yeah. So. Which, yeah. So I honestly, this movie fucking terrif- like terrified me about tornadoes for like my entire life. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Which I, which I got some fucking stories, but yeah, we'll yeah. get into that later. Later. Um. So we meet Bill uh, and his fiance Melissa, and he's on the way to meet his uh, wife Joe because they're not technically divorced yet because she has yet to sign the divorce papers and send them to him. Yeah. Um. So they get there and we're introduced to this huge cast of characters. Uh. <laughs> Bill drops Melissa with Rusty, who's Rusty. Oh, Dusty. Dusty, right. My bad, Dusty. That's okay. But yeah, so that's that's the thing. Like, we've got... um, Bill used to be a former weather researcher and storm chaser with Joe Mm -hmm. and this group of people, but he has since moved on with his life, you know, to have a little bit more of a steady... He, income and he's, he's a weatherman now yeah he's a popular tv weatherman right and he he also has this brand new dodge ram pickup truck with a camper shell and it's candy apple red yep <laughs> <laughs> and and he's you know planning on marrying melissa who is a reproductive therapist which is not known at the time of you know when they first meet no. uh, one of my favorite parts in this stuff is when um rabbit is getting on to his assistant don't fold the maps roll the maps and that's something i repeat like even though now maps are redundant nobody uses them anymore yeah because we have fucking google now everybody google has maps. gps and a phone yeah <laughs> But it's it's always something it's always something that I remember repeating when we would go on road trips and actually use a map. Uh, you know, don't roll, don't fold the maps, roll the maps. It's so <laughs> stupid. Um, um, so this is where we meet Helen Hunt as yes. Joe, and, and they they've arrived, you know, at the camp right, uh, so that she can, you know, sign these papers, but. She is working on this uh, tornado research device, which is called Dorothy, which was originally Bill's design. So she's like, hey, do you want to come and check this out? And he's like, holy shit, it's Dorothy, right? Yeah. And Dorothy is this machine that, you know, the whole idea of it is, is it's supposed to release these sensors into a tornado and track its rotation pattern so they can try and increase warning time from three minutes to 15 minutes. So it's a very noble cause. Yeah. You know, 15 minutes is enough time for everybody to take shelter. Yeah, exactly. And it got really quiet. Um, it did. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I'm like looking something up. Oh, so of course you were. Um, uh, so well, so you, Bill is like, you were talking all the time, and then it's just like, oh, she's gonna talk for a bit. So uh, well, all right, fine, I'll continue to talk. Uh, so Bill asked Joe about the papers, and he flips through them, and lo and behold, she has yet to sign one of the papers. And then something happens, and like Rabbit's like, dude, you gotta get over here. It wasn't Rabbit; it was somebody else. But like, you gotta get over here we're about to you know one of them's gonna touch down and joe doesn't fucking sign the papers and they all pack up and bill's like fuck so now we have to follow them chasing this tornado yeah so 
is that the that's the first one where they're like under the bridge or something, right? Yeah, that's where they go. But first, uh, while they're driving along, they um, they pass Jonas, and oh, the funny. funniest fucking thing about this is that. Uh, Jonas decided to go corporate and Bill and the rest of them hate Jonas because he's in it for the money, not the science. Bitch, fuck that. I want that money too. I'm with Jonas on this. I'm just saying, like... (laughs) Yeah, if you can get fucking government grants and, like, you know, corporate sponsorships and shit fucking go for it okay but this was back in the day where like the you man. sold out man right you sold like, out to the man <laughs> that's a weird thing that like is really uh mid 90s like mid 2000s where like people were like don't sell out don't sell your soul but now everybody's like fucking sell your soul got that money it's a gen x thing it really is like gen xers are definitely the generation was like fuck the man you know like (laughs) uh don't be a sellout like that's why grunge culture was a thing yeah uh yeah pretty much right (laughs) so we're like us millennials like some of us became kind of hipstery and we were like don't sell out um, gotta love that indie music. And then, you know, the, the Z, um, Generation Z is just like, fuck y'all, get that money. Right? Like, get that money any way you can. Hustle. And, on- and honestly, I'm fucking on board. Get that money. Um, by the way, you can sponsor us by emailing us at, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's at the top the of the pod if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. The uh, feminist podcast. You totally uh, fucked it up. At gmail.com. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so, what ends oh, up happening? I, I did fuck up. You fucked up a lot. Uh, so what ends up happening is they actually don't see the tornado this this time. Oh, yeah. They're like, can we, you know, we can't see the fucking tornado, right? No, no, and no, it's no, like, no, no, no. This is where he gets the flat tire. Oh, yeah. And so they have to stop it and stop and get the flat tire fixed. So we don't see a tornado this time. It's not this time. Um, okay. But while he's getting the tire fixed, he sees that Jonas is having a press conference. And Jonas has this wonderful invention called DOT, a digital orthographic tectometer. Boy, I said that all in one breath. Nice. Um, <laughs> but it's basically Dorothy, but just, you know, a different name. Because DOT Bill's is... Pissed. Yeah. Which, well, well, Dot is like, um, uh, Dorothy, fuck, a nickname for Dorothy. Yeah, not to mention, um, it's got square sensors instead of round ones, so it's different. I mean, that's what, you know, all of those tech companies basically say to each other, right? <laughs> right? And all I'm thinking is, Bill, did you not sell out to corporate and get a fucking patent? Wouldn't yeah. be a problem if you'd have got a patent. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but anyways, so blatant copy of Dorothy, right? Yeah, so he vows herself. he's gonna help Joe deploy Dorothy before Jonas can deploy Dot. Yeah. And, you know, claim the credit for the idea like an mm-hmm. asshole. And of course he's a what Joe calls a human barometer. So he's like standing outside and he just picks up some dirt and then like let it 
lets it fall. And then he's like, all right, let's go. I know where a tornado is. And so he and Joe get in a car together and he lets Melissa drive their truck. And Melissa gets a phone call while they're all driving to chase this tornado. And one of my favorite lines in the movie is her on the phone. And she's like, she didn't marry you for your penis. Okay, she she didn't only marry you for, for your, your penis. penis. I mean... <laughs> but the, this is the part where they're in Joe's truck, right? And uh, and they're they're driving, um, like to try to get to this tornado so that, um, Dorothy can go off. But when they get there. Uh, Dorothy, she, <laughs> Joe is like trying to, you know, wants to go and like, you know, set everything up, right? And he's like, "No, we gotta take cover. We're gonna yeah, die." Yeah, because right? like that thing is gonna fucking murder us, dude. So they get up under this bridge thing, and they're holding on while the tornado goes over them and picks up the truck. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> like it picks up the truck, right? And then it dissipates. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. It just like dissipates uh, out of you know, like it's suddenly it's gone or whatever, right? But there's also this part where Joe is like looking up into the tornado, and I yeah, keep like, thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, why aren't you fucking wearing goggles or something? Like that's you a dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, like that fucking dirt and shit is gonna fly in your eyes, and I don't know about you, but. Like, if you've ever gotten, like, sand or anything in your eyes, it sucks. Yeah. Um, so, the tornado dissipates, and they crawl out from under the thing, and people are pulling up. And she just looks around, and she goes, where's my truck? And about that time, the truck falls and lands right in front of Melissa, who screams, drops her phone, and, like, just won't quit screaming. And so Bill has to go and rescue her while everybody else is gathering around Joe to be like, oh, man, that was fucking cool, bro. But, like, her her truck is destroyed now. Yep. And then she looks at Bill and she goes... That's a nice truck. And he's like, no, 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 no. She's like, ah, oh, man, it really is a nice truck. And he goes, she goes, what's the insurance on it? He goes, liability only. He must have bought and paid for it 100% for it to be only liability. Because let me tell you, if you have a car and you're paying money on that car, you have to get full coverage. Yeah. So it must already be bought and paid for. <laughs> that was my yep. thought. Um so they all get in the truck together, and what we kind of glanced over uh, was when they were when Joe and Bill were initially in the truck together. Uh, Joe finds out that uh, uh, Melissa's a therapist, and she asks if it's Bill's if she's Bill's therapist. Um, so now Bill, Joe, and Melissa are all in the truck together, driving towards another set of tornadoes, and Melissa gets on the phone. And she's talking about uh, how, you know, you're not going to have this baby the old-fashioned way. And then oh. Bill, Bill's Well, yeah, because like, it was like, stand on your head or something, right? Yeah. Which is uh, uh, how I was conceived, actually. My oh. mother told me that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mom. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy you're here, but... Too much. TMI. 
TMI. Uh, so Bill, Bill's telling Joe, yeah, she's a reproductive therapist. Um, and this is where we get the most iconic part of the movie. Okay, I have a personal vendetta against the author of the Cracked article saying Twister is not a quotable movie. <laughs> because I quote this particular line more than anything else. And it's when they're driving along and this twister turns into two or three water twisters. Oh, yeah. And, they and get they're stuck like, on oh, that look, land bridge. Well, yeah, they're like, oh, look, it's twins. Sister tornadoes. <laughs> and then, like, there's a fucking cow. They're like, cow. Cow. Another cow. Another cow. That's <laughs> every time I drive past a pasture and there's cows, I say that. I think it, or I say it. Cow. Another cow. I Actually, just I think go, that was the same one. I don't do it. I don't say it like that. We, um, when I was growing up, we used to, like, if you were driving by anything like cows or horses or whatever, or horses. <laughs> horses? We would say horses. Are you five? <laughs> Shut Mommy, the fuck up. This is when I was horses. kid. <laughs> okay, this, you gotta remember this was when I was a kid, but we'd be like, horses. cows get... But we'd be like, cows, 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 right? And then if we saw horses, we'd be like, horsies. <laughs> uh, <but yeah. laughs> I always We're quote right. the cow another right Oh, Jesus Christ. I I always see when I, when I pass cows, like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I think this line. Yeah. And then I was like, actually, I think that was the same one. Like, it's it's just a running joke in my family. Like, we love this line. Um, so one of the water twisters actually gets over his truck and causes the truck to spin around, but it doesn't lift them up. Melissa is like, fucking no. <laughs> Well, yeah. What I think one of her lines was, "When you said you chase tornadoes, I always thought it was a metaphor." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she she is visually shaken. She, yeah, like, she is. She, she ain't happy. She's but everybody, but everybody else is like the rest of the team are like, oh my god, that's so awesome! Holy shit! Also, right? we're really close to Wakita. Um, and Meg has some really fucking great food. How about it, Joe? Food, food. 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 <laughs> right so she's like well she's like i don't want to fucking impose on my aunt right mm-hmm. um but they do end up going to joe's uh aunt meg's place right who um you know immediately feeds everybody of course like, she's like she's like that grandma that always you know like is on that fixed income but somehow manages to feed you and everybody else yeah <laughs> You know, but, she's just, well, that's the thing, and and she's like, she is cooking that food in fucking Crisco, dude. Like, you know that, dude. Steak, eggs, mashed potatoes, gravy. She whips that shit up quick, like a true, like a true G, like mm-hmm. oh, the mm-hmm. best. That shit looked good. I was like, <laughs> oh, dude. Man, Every time I watch this movie, I want a big old ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I gotta say, this movie is really the American experience. I <laughs> think that's why... Without the guns. 
I mean, that's a that's a whole nother thing, right? But this if movie this is a essentially truly American experience. We'd have a guy holding uh, an American flag, <laughs> shooting a shotgun into the twister to make it stop. <laughs> You know they did that shit with the hurricane last last October. What? People were on the fucking beach firing guns off. Into the fucking hurricane? Into the fucking hurricane. Like, in what? the hurricane's direction. What hurricane was this? Uh, the one that came by, uh, the one that almost hit us. Dorian? No. That's the one that hit us. Oh, yeah, and- then that one. It was Dorian. Yeah. Dorian's yeah. the one that hit Nova Scotia. So America and, like, fired their weapons at it just so it would hit you instead. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, I know. Fuck, so <clears throat> that's that's why that crane fell. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. A fucking crane fell, and it was, like... Awful. I, I th- they, it took, like, two months for them to, like, move it. Holy to get shit. the crane off. Yeah, there was like people who lived in the building next door and there was like a state of emergency and they couldn't go back to their apartment because of it. Yeah. Like, could you I fucking bet. imagine the worst? Anyways. <laughs> uh, so. People being inconvenienced by weather. Man, if only we do something about climate change. So they get the food, they rest, they take a few, you know, they take a shower, whatever, right? Meg, but then Meg totally notices that Joe is still in love with Bill. Yeah. Uh, God. I just want to say, Helen Hunt is just so effortlessly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's one of the most beautiful women. And, like, the makeup here was so minimal. Like, makeup is cool, you know, like, wear all the fuck ton you want of it. But I just think that, you know, Helen Hunt is just such a naturally beautiful woman. In, a, very... in, a, in a strange way, because she's very angular, you know? Yeah. So, I just think she's gorgeous. That's just me. <laughs> I mean, she was gorgeous in this movie. For sure. Uh, um, okay, so, then after they rest up for a bit, right, the team, like, leaves... Uh, Wakita, and then they're like, oh my god, there's another fucking storm, right? Might be an F3. Yeah. Time time to go. Uh, So they pack up, but of course Meg, looking out for for Dusty, gives him, like, four sticks to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) like, gives him a full bag of food, and she's like, he's like, oh, is this for me? And she's like, always, right? (laughs) Like, bitch, I know how much you eat. Um... So they all travel up after this thing. It's just Joe and Bill in the truck this time. And as they're driving towards this supposed F3 tornado, you know, everybody's tracking it in the back. They're communicating via CB radio because the only person that has a cell phone in this movie is Melissa. Yeah, And it's a clunker. (laughs) I don't even know fucking cell phones. Like... How does she have cell phone service, first of all? She's in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was my thought. (laughs) Like, I never got... I didn't get a a fucking cell phone until, like, 2004? And, like, even then, I never fucking used it. Like, cell phones weren't... You just didn't fucking need a cell phone. Yeah, like... When did you get your first cell really phone? really did revolutionize the idea of a cell phone because, like, I had 
a really small, like, $40 Nokia, you know, that was only for calling. Like, you couldn't even text on it. It was a track phone. I had Could that you until... play Snake? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, I had that Fucking phone Nokia. until I got my Galaxy S10. Or, not S10, S6. That was the first smartphone I ever had. And I had that smartphone for, like, four or five years. When did you get that phone? Oh, God. 2012? Like, the year it was released. And I had it for, like, four years. And, like, that was the first time I'd had a smartphone. So so you had a fucking Nokia... Nokia when I fucking met you? You had the fucking hammer phone? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, it was a much smaller phone at that point. It was only about six inches. Like, it was really... Not even six inches. It was really small. Yeah, but small. that one was... That was, like, the one that was, like, indestructible. Oh, yeah. We, we had the indestructible one. Like, my mom had bought a butterfly case for it. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, like, so... Watching this movie, I was like, how the fuck does Melissa have cell phone coverage? <laughs> yeah. In that no time. Kidding. In that time frame, right? Um, exactly. So, there's this F3 tornado, but it's, like, jumping all over the place. There's hail, um, and poor Bill. Bill goes out in the back to prep up the the thing, and then this, like, shit happens, and he gets back into the truck, but they aren't able to do anything, like, the... They, they drop Dorothy and then they're driving away but what ends up happening is something knocks Dorothy over and Joe gets out and she tries to like collect all the sensors. She's like, we can still do this. We can still do this. And Bill's like, no, we can't. You know, she's like, you've never seen it go after, you know, miss this house and miss that house and go straight for you. I mean, oh, that geez. shit... That shit's fucking real, by the way. Yeah, she had some serious PTSD from that shit she went through as a kid. Well, because, like, so a couple of years ago, right, um, there was a, there was a twister, because, so Hamilton, Ontario is, like, right on the edge of uh, Tornado Alley, and, like, sometimes we get tornadoes in southern Ontario, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was one that hit Hamilton by my grandparents' house, like, up on the escarpment, Mm-hmm. Uh, the mountain, as we call it. And uh, it hit the school and it hit like all around the area. And my friend at the time, actually the the person who did our um, our picture for the podcast, mm-hmm. it didn't hit her house. It hit everywhere around, like in a fucking circle, but not her like her court. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I tell you what, I can deal with hurricanes and stuff like that because you have advanced warning, but, like, tornado warnings really scare the shit out of me because I'm scared to death, especially when they come at night and you can't see shit. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. Um... So, after they have this big, you know, fight, Bill's like, I'm here for you, Joe. I'm here for you, or some shit like that. And poor Melissa overhears it, and she's just, like, so broken up about it. Um, Oh, yeah, because, like, he basically says, you know, to her that he's still in love with her, right? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, and, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Melissa hears this over the CB radio and she's just like, well, fuck. Yeah, well, I'm actually not that sad. Yeah, because later on, uh, they stop at this hotel that's right by this drive-in theater. And um, she and Bill have a talk about it. And, she, you know, like, uh, she says something to the effect of, uh, um, you know, like, I'm going back to... Oh, well, no, first the tornado hits. Like, they're, they're there, and Joe ends up signing the divorce papers completely. But while they're there, they're watching The Shining, and all of a sudden they get this tornado warning. And it hits the drive-in theater. And afterwards... Uh, yeah, they after- go... They all fucking start running. Like, everybody starts running into like, for cover, right? And they mm-hmm. get into, like, this mechanic repair shop, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they get in there and they're, like, you know, for co- uh, running for cover, but, like, there's all this stuff around them that could easily hurt them. Mm-hmm. But it was the and, best like, place because guys- low-lying ground. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, and- like... Sorry, go, go on. You go ahead. So it actually is an F4 tornado that ends up hitting, right? And there's, like, all these kids who are fucking running and everybody's freaking out and it starts tearing um, apart the cinema while uh, the the part... It's at the part where Jack Nicholson is going, here's Johnny, and ripping through the fucking wall with an axe, which coincidentally is also the inspiration for our podcast artwork. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And Ashley and I are the terrified woman with the knife, except we're holding a film canister. I'm holding the film canister, and Gracie's just like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun shit. Because not all men. Not all men. Not all men. Whack. (laughs) Every time. Uh, So after the tornado hits, um, you know, they come out of the bunker and they realize that the tornado is heading straight for Wakita. And f- the first thing, you know, like, they're all packing up to leave. And Bill goes to Melissa. And Melissa is like, I'm going to go back to the hotel. He's like, yeah, that's fine. That's the safest place for you. And, she, he, you know, he, he's like, I'll see you in the morning. She's like, well, I'm not going to be there when you get back. And then she hands him the engagement ring. And it's like... You know, like, obviously, this isn't going to work out, but I'm not even really that upset. Which tells you, you know, obviously, we weren't as in love as what we thought. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of I mean, sad. it's kind of... Well, the, that's the thing. Like, they don't really pit um, the two, like, Joe and Melissa against each other. Which is nice. Yeah, like, there, there isn't, like, this rivalry where, like, Melissa's like, let's get your bitch ex-wife to fucking sign the papers. Like, there's nothing like that. She's just, like, they they do have that exchange earlier on, right? At the thing. At um, the diner. Yeah, yeah. with Shania and, Twain and she in does the background. Up, <laughs> pardon? With Shania Twain in the background. Yep, Shania Twain and the, and the one waitress who, like, gives the side eye or whatever. Right? But... I mean, there is that part where Melissa asks if Joe is still in love and if this is, like, a big ruse to get him back or whatever, right? And Joe's mm-hmm. like, absolutely not. 
And it wasn't. Like, that wasn't Joe's motivation. Like, she was in love with him still, but she wasn't trying to get Bill back. Yeah. Like, she really loves her job. Like, she's a career-motivated woman. Bill was kind of like a a plus, you know? Um, So they all leave for Wakita, but by the time they get there, it's too late. And I want to say one of the best things I like about this scene in particular is where you're passing that one house where it's a man, a woman and a blonde child. And it kind of looks like a ghostly image from Joe's past because the guy looks very similar to her father. The mother looks very similar to her own mother. The child looks very much like she did as a little kid. You know, I thought that was really cool imagery that kind of sticks home. The fact that she's literally having a flashback of what it was like when she went through that destruction as a child. Yeah. Um, so they get to Meg's house and Meg's house is like falling apart. Um, and Meg and the dog are trapped inside. And let me tell you, when the first time I watched this movie, I was like, that dog better not fucking die. Same. <laughs> uh, and they don't, they manage to save the dog and Meg. Meg, thankfully, you know, only has a broken, broken wrist i think my favorite part of this particular scene is she's like hospital forget it i can drive myself and rabbit's like honey your car's in a tree around the corner (laughs) and she's like oh well fuck but i'll walk right and and you're like okay meg you need to you need to get to the hospital meg had an obvious concussion oh yeah Yeah, she was... um, She's bleeding from the head. She got hit. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing. Like, her house is fucking... It's really sad, because, like, her house was beautiful, but it was, like, mm -hmm. fucking destroyed. I will say, though, the part where, like, her house, like, caves in on itself, fucking comical. Like, it's in such a way that's, like, fucking obvious, and you're like... God damn it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this isn't the worst thing, though. We're about to hit that point. Like, I, the most have... comical moment in the movie. Um, an and, the, and there's winner. actually something I noticed later on when we get to it that I had never noticed before. Uh, so one of the things that Bill notices is, like, okay, first, the tr- the thing has to have some weight. It's too light. Second of all, Dorothy has to have some weight. It's too light. It needs an anchor. Um... And they also need these sensors to go up. So how do they do that? They cut out little tin circles uh, and they make them into fan-like things, like basically like Meg's sculptures. And then they attach them to the sensors so that way they'll get picked up and flow into the twister. So... After this, they've done all that work. Now they're chasing this F5 tornado, which has a base of about a mile wide. So this motherfucker is huge. Yeah. Uh, So they drop Dorothy 3. It's too late. A tree ends up knocking it over. But then a tree gets lodged up under the truck. Shit's going down. It's getting scary. And the fucking tornado is coming, right? So there's a fucking petrol tanker. Well, the, yeah, because they're like at that point where they're like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? It's a gas truck. 
And it fucking like explodes <laughs> right in front of them. Oh fuck, man! And I, and this <laughs> is the part where I'm like, are you sure that Michael Bay didn't direct this movie? <laughs> right, <laughs> like Falling Toast, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> That's one of my favorite gifts. <laughs> I will say though, like one of the guys in this movie actually was in uh, that commercial that Michael Bay directed about Alexander Hamilton. Oh, that's or no, funny. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Well, it's both. Who shot yeah. Alexander Hamilton? Amber. Amber. Yeah. The, the Amber. guy who played him is in this movie, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's one of the crew guys. He is. Oh, fuck, dude. God. That's such a good piece of trivia. It's so useless, but I love it. Um... <laughs> So they do end up getting from under, from over the tree because like another tree kind of helps. Uh, and then they have to drive right through the fire. Uh, so after they go through the fire, they see Jonas headed towards the tornado and the guy driving Jonas. And so she turns on the CB and Joe's like, Jonas, you don't understand. You have to anchor the packets too light. And then Bill's like, dude, it's shifting. You need to get the fuck out of there because the track is shifting and you're going to fucking die. Well, yeah, because they're driving like right along and then it's starting to and they're like to the guy driving they're like eddie get out of there like immediately and eddie's like oh i should probably get out of there and uh jonas he would never is like, put us in harm's way yeah and jonas is like no they're fucking lying so he turns off the cv like the the radio right and then that's the part with his fucking tree trunk or no the the rod the rod thing goes flying and then hits eddie like right dead and jonas is like uh the fucking driver and then the tornado picks them up and here's the thing i didn't ever notice about this scene is when the truck is going around and falling it makes the cartoon sound of an explosion it goes and you see the people reacting right and the first thing is like there's there's the crew like the original like our guy crew right uh, uh-huh. our guys and, then and the they're like crew and then there's like the corporate crew and there's like the worst actor ever and i'm sorry i'm gonna point this out that one fucking guy with the half smirk while he's like like because i guess they were just like look like you're surprised or something shocked. confused look or shocked, shocked right and he's just like looks confused with a half smirk and you're like come on guy this yeah. fucking guy right <laughs> and then and then it like it, it does that like whistle and then it like <laughs> fucking explodes but it's like such a bad explosion it really that is. you're just like fucking hell like What's it so looks funny like, it looks like an explosion that you know like somebody would have made fun of in like the mid 2000s as like or like the you know 2010 like <laughs> That's the the sort of quality that this fucking explosion is. What's so What's so funny about this though is like the special effects for 1996 hold up really well, and it's because there's a lot of practical effects in the movie, not just yeah. uh, CGI. So it really helps. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. Like they're bad. It's just that one moment where you're like, yeah, and it doesn't help that they added in the cartoon bomb sound effect. 
Like, yeah. and that is something I never noticed before. I swear to God. I, I showed mom, well, the my fucking... mom, the video that you shot while you're laughing at the guy's face. And yeah. I said, mom, 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 listen to this. And I was like, did you know that they use a cartoon bomb sound when the truck explodes? And she goes, you're lying. I was like, no, really. And I showed her the video and it's like, whoo. And she's like, oh, my God. I was like, this is the funniest fucking thing I've ever, ever discovered about a movie. This is hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> and then, like, all last night, all I could do is just go, Ooh. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm just surprised where they were in the background being like... <laughs> Where's some other where's stupid Wiley Coyote going womp womp womp? <laughs> like that's that's or on par, maybe... right? <laughs> Anyways, um, ten out of ten. No, no, no. Anyways, that to... scene in general, ten no. out of ten, fucking Oscar worthy. Because there's the part like after they're reacting, they're like, "Fuck." And he's like, God damn it! No. I fucking told them! And you're like, oh, Bill Paxton, you're such a good actor. Yeah, you're, too, you're too good for this fucking movie. To finish my point, what someone needs to do is edit out that scene where Jonas's truck falls and explodes and then have a roadrunner going, running by going, beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> someone please... Please do this. I don't have the. I don't have the ability. I don't have the technology. Okay. Um, Anyways, Metal Tower fucking impales uh, Eddie. They die, and then it destroys Dot. Right. Yep. In the in the explosion. And now they only have one pack left. Right. What the fuck are they gonna do? Uh, One of the funniest bits about this movie is this part in particular where they start driving and like tractor trailers and combines are fucking falling and Joe's like debris debris we have debris and then there's a fucking whole house a whole house oh my god yeah okay so there's like that part right that was you know where they're like debris right and there's fucking tractors and shit and you're just like man was this sponsored by John Deere um but then <laughs> no, you know they're red they- Huh? No, because they're red. Obviously, it's Husqvarna. Oh, I'm well, it was sponsored by off, uh, Husqvarna, though. <laughs> Fuck, I don't fucking know. I'm kidding. Do you think I'm in a fucking fucking cornfield, lady? John Deere is green. Have you never heard the song "John Deere Green"? Bitch. Okay, listen. I okay. I should probably know that because I lived in Alberta for three years, but or four, five, five, five fucking years. But I don't know because, eh. Anyways, so they go through the house, right? They fucking, like, drive through it. And I just keep thinking during this part. I'm like, wouldn't the fucking house, like, stop them? Like, no. when they're driving? Not at all. Because this movie doesn't have any idea what physics means. I guess. <laughs> anyways, so they just keep driving. They're pressing on. They're going to get fucking Dorothy in there, right? So, but they need to use... Bill's truck. They need an anchor. Yep. So they end up uh, jumping out of the truck, you know, get the anchor, right? And then they're... Dorothy uh, flies, man! Yeah, and it's, it, all, it, it's all celebratory until he realizes, oh shit, the track is shifting. 
And it's headed right for them. For them, right? So they start running through that corn maze. And then they get to, like, this barn. And they get in. And they're like, okay, we're going to be safe, right? But then they look in there. And there's, like, all these, like... Uh, butchery things because yeah, I guess they butcher their own, they they slaughter their own pigs or whatever, right? And then they're who like, "Who are these people?" Well, that's a thing. They're like, "Who are these people?" Right? And it's like, um, they're fucking farmers who slaughter their own pigs. Of course, like, really? So they're like, "Absolutely fucking not." Let's get out of here. So they get out of the barn. They fucking are running to find <laughs> some sort of shelter, right? They go into then, a pump house. Yes, like a well house. And they're like, okay, this, uh, these pipes go down at least 30 feet. We're going to be okay, right? So then they, like, take a few belts and they, like, tie it around them. And they, um, they just fucking chill there for they a second. They hang on for dear life yeah. and the tornado comes around and, and it flying. lifts them up into the air. Yeah, there's a part where they're flying and I just keep thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know how they survived because that fucking barn got destroyed and all of those knives and shit went yeah, into like, the how air. How did they get into the interior of the tornado without being cut to pieces? Yeah. I'm <laughs> just saying. Like, it's unrealistic, but, like, you know, they're the good guys, so obviously nothing's going to happen to them, right? <laughs> right. So then they, you know, uh, the tornado like suddenly passes overhead and then disappears, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the first thing is this family comes out, right? And it's uh, the farmer, his his kids, uh, yeah, his kids, his wife comes out, and then it turns out that you know these people are just on their fucking property, I guess, right? right? But they don't um, seem to care. They're just happy that their house is still standing. Well, yeah, there is that part where the people are like, oh, look, it didn't, you know, ruin the house. The house is okay, right? Uh-huh. Um, so, but, like, Joe and, and Bill are just like, oh, my God, we're alive. And there's water spraying. And then all of the, their, you know, from the group come in and they're all like, oh, my God, you survived. Yay. Um, and then there's a part where Bill and Joe, like, kiss. Yeah, because they're, like, they're like, look at that sky. And Joe's like, I think we've seen enough. And then they kiss and it zooms out. Yep. And everybody else is just like, they're they're like, you know, congratulating each other because like they, you know everything worked but i just kept thinking to myself i'm like this fucking farmer's family like they're just <laughs> on these people's property like chilling shine like it's- on shine on like just zoom out oh like- yeah and there's like another you know part where they like kind of mention that like bill and um joe are like you know planning like the next phase of the research and need like grants and stuff right Mm -hmm. so they decided that they're gonna have their own lab and they rekindle the marriage and it's happily ever after the twister style (laughs) uh so uh trivia um after bill paxton passed away the spotter network choreographed 200 storm chasers to spell out bp with their gps tracker blips on a radar display in order to honor him this kind of tribute had only been done five times before 
And it was the first time that it had been done for someone who was not a storm chaser. Which, I will say, I think this movie probably had a lot of inspiration for people to become storm chasers. Though, I don't think they realize that it's more science than it is actually chasing twisters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, I mean, it made me want to be... Uh, I never chaser. wanted to be one. I, I was too terrified. I was like, nope, I, this is not my career choice. <laughs> also, there was like the fact that like tornadoes really scared me for the longest time. Like I was terrified every thunderstorm that a tornado was oh, going to sure. come. Um, and, and I did almost have a run in with a tornado. Um, so I was driving back through Indiana uh, from Gettysburg with my friend Laura um, mm-hmm. We were going to Chicago, and there was uh, a storm that like had come in, right? And I guess tornadoes uh, make the lightning green, green lightning, mm-hmm. right? And we saw green lightning, and we had to like stop. But the um the next like stopping place or whatever wasn't like it was like six miles down the road. So we had, like, this six-mile, like, drive of, like, fucking terror. Like, we were terrified because we were, like, because it was just dark out and you can't fucking see anything. And there's, like, it's just this, like, continual span in Indiana. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and it was, like, raining and gross out. It was honestly, like, fucking horrible. But um, luckily, the place that we stopped did not have a tornado, but the place where we had been before did get hit with a tornado. Wow. Lucky yeah. you. C- close one. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, real town of Wakita, Oklahoma, had part of its old downtown area demolished by the film crew for scenes after the twister passed. The studio then paid for downtown to be rebuilt. The town also kept the new fire truck that was used in the movie. It's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, At around the 42-minute mark, and according to the book on the making of the movie, the CGI cow that was picked up by the Twister sisters was originally a CGI zebra from Jumanji. (laughs) They just copy-pasted it. Wow. It's funny. Uh, filming in Oklahoma was briefly delayed uh, due to the bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City on April 19, 1995. Much of the crew ended up going to the site to help with recovery efforts. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, at around an hour and nine minutes, the characters are alarmed when TV screens go blank, showing only static before the tornado hits. In the days before digital TV, it was discovered that tornadoes would generate a signal that would override and blank channel t- two on TV sets. Digital TVs don't react that way, but analogs did. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that a TV, like a tornado, had such an ability to actually, like, disrupt systems like that. It's yeah, I didn't, cool. I didn't know that either. <clears throat> Fuck off uh, 
Sorry. <laughs> it's no, okay. she's being fucking annoying. I bet. Um, yeah. The instrument package used in the movie for Dorothy is a homage to the instrument pack real tornado researchers attempted to place in the path of tornadoes called Toto. So Dorothy was based on an actual, uh, you know, scientific research thing. Hmm. So. And I, I saved this one just for you. Okay. Uh, the red combine that falls in front of them during the debris debris scene yeah. was, or no, this is the one where he has to avoid hitting it. Yeah. That red combine was used uh, in the film is now in Watrous, Saskatchewan, Canada. Wow. Yep. That's that's fucking special. Yeah, I know. Uh. There's a lot of speculation that Bill and Joe could not have survived the F5 tornado at the end of the movie. While this would be true if the tornado was still at F5 strength, as the tornado dissipated shortly after it hit them, the winds may have already been greatly reduced and the debris cloud lessened. Theoretically, if that was the situation, they could have survived as depicted. I don't fucking think so, still. I'm sorry. Like... Even if it was an F1 or 2, there was still a lot of sharp objects in that shit. <laughs> Someone's yeah. getting impaled, alright? Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, um, do I have anything else? I do. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Garth Brooks turned down the role of Dustin Davis. Nice. And, of course, Garth Brooks is from Oklahoma. Of course. Um, um, also, uh, when they're doing the singing at the beginning, someone is actually singing Oklahoma, like the theme from Oklahoma, the Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh, and the wind comes sweeping down the plains. Well, I mean, you know. I didn't know that that was from a musical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you when didn't I was know a that? Kid. When I was a kid, I didn't know. <laughs> I do now. I, I love. I, I don't particularly like that Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, musical though. I'm I'm just happy that. Uh, oh oh. Also, um, production was plagued with problems. Oh yeah, because uh, Jan was a piece of shit. Yeah, um, but <laughs> Josh Whedon was brought in to do rewrites through the early spring of uh, 1995. It, 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 I can feel it. I can feel it in the script. Like, when I saw Joss Whedon had been part of it, like, in the script rewrites, I was like, I'm not surprised by that. Like, I wasn't. Because Joss Whedon was really, like, getting to his peak at this point. He was doing Buffy. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, I could see it. Uh, it's a, it, it actually is pretty amazing how many scripts go through rewrites with ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me, like when you find this shit out. Like, their ghostwriters work on so many things. I've heard of actors being ghost scriptwriters and stuff. It's pretty yeah. fucking cool. Uh, um, oh, and the other thing is, in the soundtrack, there are two Canadian singers. One is Katie Lang and Shania Twain. Of course. That's all I have to say. Uh. Sh- I'm surprised you're not going to go into a rant about Shania Twain. <laughs> Ashley and I watched this video about the Scott Brothers one time by from Casey Ayonzo, and honestly, I didn't know that the Scott Brothers, who were on the HGTV shows, had a country music career. 
Yep, they did. And um, one of the one of the rants in the video was where Casey's like, "Why is that American flag in the background doing the absolute most? You're Canadian. We made you." And Ashlyn was like, "I'm a hundred percent for this." I'm just saying, you know, like, don't fucking throw your shit at us. Like, if you are a Canadian who started off in Canada and then, like, make it big, like, fucking respect where you came from, okay? Put that red maple leaf in your fucking pictures, damn it. Exactly. (laughs) Okay? Um, No, I just, yeah. Like, I mean, the whole thing with Shania Twain, um, I... I don't know. She's uh I, I love her music, but she's she's got, you know she likes Donald Trump, so No Yeah. But she made man I feel like a woman. Yeah. I'm sad. I mean, she is from Timmins, Ontario, so But no Which is Well you don't even fucking know where that is. I don't care. I'm depressed. Why couldn't she be a Dixie chick? <sighs> I don't know. But anyways. Oh, well. uh, uh, fun <laughs> fact, though. One of my mom's friends actually went to school with uh, with uh, her. Cool. Uh, of course, back then, uh, they were called... She was called Eileen. So. <laughs> that's a, well, that's her actual name. Yeah, Eileen, I know. So, I But, know. um... Yeah, no, he, like, told the whole story about, because uh, he used to hang out with uh, her sister or some shit, like, back in the day. So, so basically, uh, everyone you know has a Shania story, just like everyone in South Carolina has a Pee Wee Gaskin story. Well, no, not me, because I'm, I'm kidding, not from fucking... I'm kidding. Well, I'm not from <laughs> Timmins, right? But, like, everybody in Timmins, I'm sure, all have a fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> a a Shania Gaskin. Twain. You know, uh, and, and then also they like blew up the Shania Twain Center there, so Whoops. that's all. That's a whole nother fucking story. Anyway, I bet uh, uh, I, I've gone into like another fucking thing, so it's okay. Um, so tests. We have the first test, which is the Bechdel test. Two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man. It doesn't really happen. Whenever Meg and Joe are alone, they're talking about Bill. Whenever Melissa and Joe are alone, they're talking about Bill. Yeah. So, sorry. Doesn't pass. Then we have the racial Bechdel test. Do, uh, you know, are there two people of color on screen alone talking about something other than a white person? There's nothing but white people in this movie. But, like, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, then we have the Macomori test. Is there a woman whose plot isn't necessarily about driving a male plot forward? And I would say that Joe's character is more motivated by storms than she is by rekindling her relationship with Bill. That's the thing. If they hadn't put that in it, I think it would be it fine. Been, yeah. Yeah, it still works. Yeah. Like, they don't need the romance. It still works. You know, they could be brother and sister, like, trying to, you know, repair a broken relationship because their dad died. Like, it doesn't matter. Her main motivation is finding out how storms work. Yeah. So, exactly. it's pass. 
uh, then you have the DuVernay test. Are there people of color in this movie who have motivations that aren't based on pushing a white narrative forward and there are no people of color? It is a fail. Then you have the sexy lamp test. Can you replace a named female character with a sexy lamp and it not take away from the plot? Uh, they have one female crew member who has a name. Like, she's not important. You could get rid of her, so. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> like, she she does have a name, but... Like, like she, I don't remember it. Like, that's no, how important like, she is. No, like, nobody says her fucking name. She has basically no characterization, and just no kind of sad. Yeah, like, she's got a few lines about Data. Yeah. Like, Rabbit has more lines than her. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't pass. And then we have the Vitor Russo test. Um, person who identifies uh, as GSRM, gender, sexuality, or romantic minority. Uh, they have motivation. They're not just stereotypes. They have a plot. You know, like they have character development that's not based on being a stereotype. And there are no GSRM presenting people in this movie. So it's a fail. So, which is unfortunate, but. Yeah. That's most mo- that the, 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 that's most movies these days. Yeah, and I mean so, it was the nineties. Yeah, and so now the question is, well, is this movie feminist? And I'm going to say yes, and here's why: even though it only passes one test, because none of the women in this movie are ever sexualized; they are treated mm-hmm. as equal to their male counterparts. You know, they're never treated as less than. That's true. Uh, and Joe's the boss and everybody respects her and again you're not getting hit over the head with female empowerment it just is she's the one in charge everybody respects her you know it's not overtly feminist it's just portraying a woman in a way that definitely wasn't a mainstream thing even in the 90s Well, it's the thing, like, even her character, like, characterization in general, right? Like, even though she's in that, like, tank talk, tank top, and, like, looking, like, she looks sexy, but, like, natural, and there really isn't the, like, male gaze there. Yeah, and I I also feel like her name being Joe and being gender neutral was, like, an added point to that. Mm Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the way they did Ripley and Alien. Like, it didn't necessarily have to be a woman. And you could easily cut out the romance parts and the movie still makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, that's why I'm saying it's feminist. Now, is this movie good? It's a good, bad movie. (laughs) I fucking love this movie. Like, this is a movie where you're bored on a Saturday and you want something mindlessly numbing to watch that is also entertaining. It's like a Transformers movie. You know it's bad, but you can't help but love it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is hot garbage, but I love it. The best kind of hot garbage. Yeah. And, uh... The hot garbage outside of a a Tiffany's. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, and that one scene that we talked about earlier, 10 out of 10, Oscar-worthy. Yeah. Amen. Uh, also, this movie was nominated for an Oscar for special it effects. It was. But it lost. No, it was nominated for two Oscars. For special effects and sound editing? 
Uh, yeah, let me just go back. Well, I'll regardless, uh, it lost to Independence Day, which is a worthy opponent. Yeah, okay, so best visual effects, which it lost to Independence Day, and best sound mixing, which it lost to The English Patient, which The English Patient won a lot of fucking awards that year. Really? Sound mixing went to The English Patient? You know what? I don't fucking know. Okay, what? I, I've that's actually... a weird. That's a weird movie. Like usually with the technical Oscars, like most of the time they go to blockbuster movies. Like that's the reason. Like Transformers, one of them I know for sure is like an Oscar nominated movie because of their special effects and their sound mixing. Yeah. So it's like. It, it, and it's kind of like, you know, how Fifty Shades of Grey got an Oscar nomination for costume design. Like, yeah, yeah. Oscar nominated Fifty Shades of Grey. Think about that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I gotta that's... Fucking, I gotta what? watch The English Patient. No, you don't. Is it garbage? <laughs> it's boring. Oh, okay. Um, so, that's this movie. Uh I don't know exactly what we're doing next week. I hope we're doing Pretty Woman to kind of break things up. Uh, but it looks like we might not be having a guest for that one after all, which sucks. But it's okay. Uh, things just don't work out. It happens. It's the holiday across, season. I'm, yeah, I moved across the country, you know. Yeah, so. Uh, so um, pretty sure we're doing Pretty Woman. And then we're going to be doing A Little Princess. And then we're going to finish out the month with The Mummy. Yeah. And then we're going to have a secret special episode. Right before Christmas. Yep. Gracie's so excited for this. Uh, It's the worst birthday present ever. Uh, All right. So, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Hope you have a great one. And we'll see you on the flip. Bye. See you on the flip. Yes. See you on the flip. See you on the flip side. Who says that? Me. Okay. Shut the fuck up into the podcast. Love you. Okay. Bye. 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 Kisses and huggies. (laughs) Okay, bye.